0: This is A View from the Bridge, official podcast of the Belfast Giants for KingdomoftheGiants.com. Today's the 9th of December 2019. My name's Patrick Smith. A little bit earlier this week, we've got a lot to talk about. And uh, a Belfast Giants team who, with another split weekend, another two-point weekend on a double header against the Sheffield Steelers. But a lot of little bits and pieces to talk about besides... Um, no real TFA this week. We'll take on your questions. Uh, we'll, we'll hear from the post-games from Adam McKeef and we we'll have chatting with the Player of the Month, Bobby Farnham. But in uh, regards to the show, we've got the Sheffield doubleheader to talk about. Look around the league, a bit of TFA, Player of the Month, and then we'll be previewing this week's three games against the Cardiff Devils in the Challenge Cup, the Dundee Stars for the millionth time, and uh, the Glasgow clan. But first, Mr David McGypsy. How are you? Look,
1: okay, I'm all right. Um, I'm you all sure... ready for Christmas? Uh, uh, no, not really. I've Good. got an idea, I have an idea of what I need to do, I've got a plan, just need a hatchet now.
0: now. have you written your letter to Santa? Of course, Santa hasn't replied for a number of years now, however. Uh, i to getting too old, mate, like myself. But, uh, what about you, mm-hmm. Mr. Kitchen? You ready for Santa Claus?
2: Yeah, more or less. Um, the majority of it's all brought in, and uh, Santa's been delivered it a little bit early for me,
0: so um. So good. I'm just looking a bit of gammon will be fine. (laughs) A bit of gammon, mate. Gammon. um, (laughs) Right, let's look at these two games against the Sheffield Steelers, both at the SSE Arena, and we'll take them individually. A bit of a Jekyll and Hyde, as I said, and we'll start off with the game on Friday night. Hello!
2: The SSA Arena in Belfast for this elite league-league clash between the Stanley Line Belfast Giants the and the Sheffield Steelers. My name's Simon Kitchen. Great cross-ice pass from Public Mullen up the left wing. Redux now gets a shot. Oh, target! Out it's through! Duba! Big mistake in the first 25 seconds from Duba, and Redux gets a chance off there. great start.
3: In a wonderful balloon She's the heart of the fun fair She got the whistle in a bright little tune a Great hit by Bobby there We need a lot of that tonight for this And it all begins where it ends And she's all my Yeah!
2: Ben shut the part from Mark Garcay As looks as if it might have been tipped in front by Rob Ward and that's a shorthanded goal for the Belfast Giants now here comes Mullen Mullen through the middle little nutmeg shot coming in and yeah, he's a three Michael Davies nutmeg and then he nutmeg the goaltender three 0 and then deep just a chance and front down by four Jeffy no damn Reddix the second goal he ate that great play again from below the line gets right front and Mullins sorry Reddix doesn't there You're who, I love you.
3: Come on, go the yes there we go
2: there we go this pass commentator keeps his button cut on that time and matt pellets gives a little shout out there but the chance and a quick far play goal that's a 5-0 lead against the sheffield steelers 846 to go in the second period
3: yeah great play all uh, all starts with a big face off there by wardo and uh i don't know if that was uh i don't know if we meant that but that was a little bounce in front of the net there ended up at the
1: back door and uh that's a timely goal for us
2: Behind the net of Tuba out front, oh. chapter Belfast. What a fight! Oh. Ryan Lowney, no mistake whatsoever. Hard play goals, and that's his first as a Belfast giant. Hello, you fool. I
3: love you. Come on,
2: Jonathan, as the clock ticks away, maybe one last chance for Lemtekoff, but Lowney brings him down. The Belfast Giants win this game tonight 6-2.
0: A six-two victory for your Belfast Giants over the Steelers. Two goals for Liam Reddicks, one coming after twenty-two seconds of the game. Uh, one for for War- Brown Ward, a shorthanded goal on a tip from Gar side. Uh, Patrick Mullen with a coast to coast, and Ben Lake and Ran Lenny with power play goals with regards to the Sheffield Steelers is Conley and Lemchigov, uh with two goals for them in goals. Owen thirty-four saves, Duba thirty-eight saves. Your referees were Hogarth and Copeland. I'll start with you, Mr. Kitchen. Um, it's, you know, start with what went right on Friday before we, I guess we talk about what went wrong on Saturday. The, the first minute goal, given the shutout that the Sheffield steers inflicted on us in Sheffield, the, the goal after 22 seconds from Reddick set us up really well. It really
2: did. Um, you know, we get off to an unbelievable start. Uh, uh, Bobby Farnham was a complete wrecking ball. Uh, you know, I was approached on on Saturday night after the game uh, for the skate and said, "Well, why can't Bobby Farnham do that every shift and every game? It's absolutely impossible the way he plays the game. Um, you know, to be able to do that, and you know, he, he did it in the NHL, but he's playing five, maybe four minutes in the NHL. Um, he's being asked to do it sixteen, seventeen, eighteen minutes here per game, and and obviously with the uh, you know when he's shorthanded, he obviously can't. You know, he's not as effective, but." The start we got off to on Saturday night was, was fantastic. I'm pretty sure it was the quickest goal we've had at the arena this year and probably the quickest goal we've had at the arena um, for the Giants in, in quite some time. And I don't know if Davey wants to do a bit of digging now, but a uh, great start. You know We controlled the game. Um, more or less, the first 40 minutes was, I think you could probably say, flawless. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was. It's. It was a great opening period then. When you look at the big first goal itself, Duba screwed up big time. He how he missed that in his glove, I've no idea. He screwed up on the third goal. Um, you know, when, when Patrick Mullen drives right up the middle of the ice, nutmegs a player, Michael Davis, I think it wasn't center ice and then nutmegs a goalie from sixty feet, you know that, you know, things are gonna go your way. Um and that, that's probably you know especially with the with the shorthanded goal in between, those two goals as well. So you know that that's exactly what I think went right. Everything went our way on Saturday, our Friday night. Saturday, um, we were very, very good. Um, all he kept us in the. You know, when it was one and two 0 he made a couple of big saves in furnace and um, and Sheffield. You know, took a couple of penalties and and we were able to try and uh, just keep the momentum going. But really, really great start. Good to see. Um, you know, Mully getting on the short sheet. Obviously, Ran Larney, Red got a couple of goals as well. So fantastic for that to happen but picking up a couple of injuries uh, was a real setback obviously um, Kevin Rian and uh, both Ben Lake as well uh, picked up a couple of knocks so um, disappointing for that especially with the, both those uh, injuries were picked up late in the game when it's, when it's more or less over um, but for me arguably our best game of the season
0: Davey one thing I noticed from watching the game was the f- how, and it's happened many times, it happened against the Cardiff Devils, but how heavy on the forecheck we were. And we were not giving the Sheffield Steelers any real time on the puck. And that really played into our hands. Did we
1: not talk on the podcast, I think it was last week, about the statistical correlation between number of hits, heaviness of forecheck and goals? Yep. Um, obviously getting a very early goal. Was crucial. Um, I think we said last week as well. Or I did anyway. But we're a team that leads better than we chase. Um, you know, so getting that first, second goal, getting ahead in the game. Um, I think when when Sheffield maybe clawed those two goals back, going on the par play and getting another goal was was pretty key as well. I thought it was a pretty accomplished performance. I thought we played very well. The disappointment then, obviously, is how we followed it up. You know, I think we've had Jackal and Hyde weekends where we've been had the Cardiff weekend and then we'll go to Fife and go to Sheffield and absolutely stink the place out. Um, well, 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 when I say stink the place out, you know, we, we only played for 10 minutes in those games. We had, we had there'd be bits that Adam Keefe will be able to take positives out of. I'm not sure how many positives he can take out of Sunday because it, it just wasn't great. But if we stick with Saturday, yep. you know, you get the early goal from Radix. You have Bobby Farnham hitting everything and moves. You've got defensively pretty sound Shane Owen am doing pretty well in that sports, I thought, on Saturday night. Um, came up big on a number of occasions. Um, you know, I can really remember Simon getting excited about something the sales he made, and Simon's took a lot of criticism on on Twitter oh, this up. week. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if you've been following the Elite League thread on Facebook. It's a thing of beauty today, so it is. Uh, you've got all your boys in Belfast backing you up, and, and pretty much half of Sheffield and Cardiff ripping the back and some Scottish guys will up in the back, clean out of you. But, um, Is that on um, Twitter? Um, no, no, Facebook, Facebook? the yeah. Um, but I think, um, you know, if, if I take it back to, to, to my sort of passion, if you like, in the statistical and the analysis side of it, you know, we got low down on um, Saturday night I, or Friday night, sorry, Friday, Saturday, Friday night. Um, and I sent you guys a little heat map, if you like, of, of what we've done for the season. And you can really see when we get down in the house there, the difference, that's where the goals come from. And, you know, with, with 12 shots down there, nine on target. Duba didn't have his best game. Um, should he have done better with Reddick's maybe, but we know that Duba can be a little bit suspect in that area. um Probably not. Maybe expecting the, the speed, and I don't mean in power, I mean the release, the quick release from Reddick's coming down the wing there, putting that across him, just can't get, gets a little bit handcuffed. You would expect that to be a save, nine times, more than nine times out of ten, and you know that gets us off to the flyer. So, you know, we were willing on Friday night to go into that blue paint, to go in that low and mid slot, and go for second opportunities. Get people. There was a, definitely a goal as well. Um, I'm looking down the scores here: Reddick, Ward, Mullin, Reddick's, Lake, Lyden. I can't remember which of the goals it was now for top my head of those six that somebody just skates across Duba's eyes. As the shot comes in, says, can, it's the tip-in, isn't it? It's the tip-in. Tip yeah, Mark a short, our short, side shot from the point and and' yep. already tipping it. Yeah, that one, you know, we're getting across Duba. We're we're either getting tips in front of him or, or we're taking his eyes away from him. That's what, that's what we didn't. want know we'll come on to it. but we just didn't do that on Saturday night. So that's a conundrum for Adam Kate, because that's where we've gone wrong in these games where we have been sneak-bitten in front of the goal, call it sneak-bitten, whatever you want. It's it's, it's desire and it's, it's want to go in. You can give the away team so much credit. You give the away team goalie so much credit for boxing out. But if you're not willing to go in there and sacrifice and make those sacrifices to make those plays, get those greasy rebounds, you know, we got them on
0: the, on the Friday night. We didn't do it on the Saturday. I'm... While you were talking there, Davy, I was listening, but I was also going back to the Facebook post of uh, of the guys who are talking about Siz's uh, commentary. And Siz, you took that pretty well, considering. But there's uh, some of the ridiculous comments that were being made, considering that they're tuning into Belfast Giants TV. That seem to be thinking they were tuning into Sky. Listen, this is very very
2: simple. I've got this thing at the top of my bed. but two foot wide and a foot deep. It's called All a right. pillow. I slept like a log on Friday night. <laughs> and honestly, it didn't worry me in the slightest. You know, the, the big thing for me is, and I am the first to admit I am an absolute 100%. Yep. 100%. I am absolutely a 100%. No issue with that. But I'd like to think I always give credit where credit's due, even with the Sheffield Steelers. And when you look at some of the you know some of the stuff that they did on Friday night, there wasn't a hell of a lot to talk about in Furnace. When you look at Saturday night, I think I was very complimentary to them. I thought they', they I, we'll go on to talk about it, but yeah. for me, I call the game the website, and if people are going to start complaining about you know, somebody said I'm arrogant, I don't think I'm arrogant in the slightest. Um, you know for me, it is the Belfast Giants website, it's think oh, sorry webcast. I'm a Belfast Giants supporter commenting on the Belfast Giants who are my team. So if I can't be biased about that, if I can't get excited about a goal or six, then do you know
0: what? Get somebody else to do it. I just don't. I just don't get to see what their problem is. There's no need to get somebody else to do it, mate. No, the whole. The whole idea is the fact that, and like, there's some good commentators out there. But the fact that I'm not, you know, blowing smoke up your backside. But you know, you give passion into the game. You analyze the game, but you give passion for your team. It was good to hear the asses back because. You know, I was, uh, we were missing those, but the uh, I thought overall, and I agree with you. Like you had Matt Pellich up there for that game as well. What's going to happen is, especially when a team lose, at the Belfast Giants, is there there. You know, they're going to get the backs up of the people who are watching and when it sounds like you know, the commentator is getting passionate about the team that they're playing who are winning that's just going to annoy people more it's not personal but the idea that there's, so there needs to be on a, on a channel that's called Belfast Giants TV that covers the Belfast Giants and is commentated on by a Belfast Giants fan that you have to sit there and try to be neutral for some unknown reason personally find that laughable like again, even the, some of the guys are sending me, about, um, and uh, Taf
2: Taff gave me a call about he said, he said I see some somebody giving you a bit of hassle. Put Tav, that's funny. Like, um, he said there's nobody more biased in the league than Rod Shudra, the color commentator <laughs> in Belfast than Sheffield Steelers TV. Nobody more. Um, and again, like, there's nothing I, wrong with that. I, no, there, look, I have no problem at all, none whatsoever. If fans are cheering for, or if um. Uh, commentators are cheering for their home team on the webcast. None whatsoever. Look at look at that. Uh, your man from Boston Bruins, Jack
0: Edwards. Yep. Bowen at the friend of Review from the Bridge, Joe Bowen on, on the Leafs He's, you know that, Leafs? that it's the cornerstone of commentary for especially in-house commentary or you know local commentary. You football matches around here in north of England, you tune in the BBC Radio Lancashire for a Burnley game. There's as anybody on the pitch, or or rugby league. There's as anybody there is. That's the cornerstone of that sort of commentary. Yeah. No. I, again, I don't see what their what their
2: problem is. I honestly just don't get it. Um. You know, somebody said, "Well, you sort of calm down. Um. Uh. When you're doing other things, like uh, obviously, I've been lucky enough to do a couple of Premier Sports games. Yeah. Yeah. it's it, because it's. I mean, it's when Jad scored their goal. When when I commentated on the CHL game, Lebretz away, and we scored our goal, I did go nuts. So what? That's absolutely fine. And the Premier Sports guys were—they were—they were actually laughing up the shores. He's really celebrated that goal. That's fantastic. Love the passion, and that's coming from a professional um, organization that have got—and Murph's exactly the same. Maybe not the same for when Sheffield Steelers goal cool are goal because he hates them <laughs> oh, did to say that. Um but uh, you know. <laughs> Murph is, is, he gets excited for goals as well. Just listen back to his commentary for the GB goal when Ben Davies kept him in day for next year. He goes nuts. Yep. That's what it's all about. Try and show a bit of passion instead of going, oh, lovely, that's a goal. Do
0: you want to comment on this, David?
1: Not really. It's, it's, it is what it is. That's the fast chance TV. It's a, <laughs> a very passionate guy that could not probably should have played for the club many moons ago. Didn't work out. Right. He spent his last 20 years working his backside off as a volunteer for this club and something that he's done over the last, what is it, like five, six, seven years maybe? says, so I don't know how many years you're doing Giants TV know, Not even that's nine years. Nine years. It's, yeah. and, and, and I, I want my easy.
2: testimonial next year.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure the works up for you, mate. Um, I'm sure they won't. Um, but you're like, it's, it's some of the best... Um, pa- keys that Patty has on the keyboard there or Simon, you know, celebrate Nicole. And that's Thanks and for turning up! That's what it's all about. You know, that's what we want to hear. We're Belfast Giants fans. We're all Belfast Giants men here, aren't we? <laughs>
0: Uh, the, the um, it was a good win for the Come back to the hockey. It was a good win for the Belfast Giants to to take that monkey off the back, regards to the Sheffield Steelers initially. Considering, like I said, we had a, a shutout. Um, it, so we sorry we were shut out in Sheffield. So the six two victory on the Friday. Um, let's hear a few comments post game.
4: Turned after the 6-2 win over the Sheffield Steelers by Belfast Giants assistant coach Jeff Mason. Uh, Mace really, as a fan, those are the nights you live for. Uh, how was it for you on the bench?
5: Uh, it was really good. Uh, you know, I think the boys came out with a lot of energy right from the start, and, and we were really, uh, you know, executing the game plan well. And uh, you know, it's definitely a night night that uh, we haven't had too many of them where we put up that many uh, that many goals. So it's a little uh, a little easier behind the bench. But all the credit to the guys; they played uh, they played really hard tonight.
4: I mean, possibly for a lot of people in the stands tonight that the best three periods of hockey from the Giants this season... What happened? What was the X factor tonight? Was it the sense of occasion? Was it the loss last week? How do you come out all cylinders like that?
5: <laughs> I wish I wish we could tell you because then we could do it every night but um, it, you know full credit to the guys I think we had some guys that played their best games of the season tonight um, and then once some guys were going everyone else was kind of feeding off them uh, you know I thought O oh, was really good in the nets. Bobby came out and gave us a ton of energy um, you know I think uh, Mully and Wardo all had a, a few points each. Uh, Reddicks were two big goals so uh, you know it was a total team effort tonight and and guys can feel that energy and when one guy's going the next guy's going it just builds and builds and
4: on the flip side to that then how do you control that energy whenever the job's only half done how do you not get too high with the highs going into tomorrow
5: you know i think as we've seen this year uh, the mood can change really quickly and, and you can go from being on top of the world to, to, to being down and you know we had those two big wins in Cardiff and then we go into Sheffield and, and you come out with not such a great feeling so uh, that's very fresh on our minds and the, and the boys will be ready to go tomorrow and, and uh, you know want to finish off this weekend the right way
4: Tremendous job tonight Coach, thank you Thank you
0: before we move on to the Sunday's game, um, and while the atmosphere in this podcast is still upbeat, it'd be remiss me not to mention the uh, the 20th anniversary video or the 20th season video uh, that was put out before the game. Um, once again, David, remarkable, absolutely remarkable from the team at Belfast Giants TV.
1: Do you know, I was watching the one that Joanne MacGyver and put together for the 10th anniversary oh, there yeah. the other day because I think Joanne had linked it um, on her Facebook and it's it's aged obviously and as technology is aged and as skill different you know software packings Neil, <laughs> Neil Whiteside's at the top of his game like he obviously does this for television and he does very good productions it's just absolutely brilliant the mu- choice of music you know, Joanne's had its place 10 years ago. It was really brilliant. Then it, it brought back some spine-tingling memories. That I am a giant one. These are my colours and yep. that one. Um, yeah. Yep. But like what Neil put together there, the music, the relationship to Belfast, all the nostalgia, all the little clips of of big, big moments through our, our growing up with this club over the last, you know, 19 years, coming on 20th season now. Incredible and um, how many trophies have been lifted. And you see, I still, one of my very, very favorite moments in my big um, is when Bobby Robbins hands the Challenge Cup to Jim Glesby. Yep. And Jim Jim looks up at him like a granddad, like a real pride. Um, and you know what? Those guys are looking back down as Jim in the same way uh, with the respect that we hold, all hold Jim. No Jim Glesby, no Belfast Giants. And that uh, you know we we always appreciate and we we call him Mister Belfast and all that good stuff and Hockey Hall of Fame member member and, and very well deserved. You go through that and you see goals by Colin Shades, You see Jeremy Rebec with the league trophy. You see Lloyd or Kiefer, Gary throwing the gloves down. You see goals right back, Killer. You know in the shirt with, with the hat trick and Bracknell, and you see Paxton Shulte scoring goals, having fights, and. Jason Bowen taping a stick, and Shane Johnson back in the day, and Stewie and Wardy, and all these guys that have their names on the on at the bridge end now, and just just different little memories, different little triggers. Simon Lundberg scoring a goal, and you know just all those little bits and pieces of, of history that have all been pegged and taped together for us in that little two two and a half minutes, whatever. And it's fantastic. You could watch it again and again and cry yourself. Out. (laughs) Uh, So, like, as you said, I'm not crying, you're crying. You know, it was absolutely brilliant. Fire painting, nailing, whoever else was Involved in putting it together, just absolutely superb. Really, really, really well done.
0: Couldn't agree more. Like, the, 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 the I'd actually never heard that song before by Ryan McMullen, the Belfast City song, which uh, again, a marvelous choice of music for, for that piece. And, and like you say, and Simon, I'll come to you in this, but like you say, David, you know, it, it had the ability to, to draw a lot of nostalgia, uh, but also, you know. Bring a smile to the face as well, not just with the trophies, but with funny moments as well. And uh, kudos for throwing in the uh, the Ben O'Connor uh, pushing the puck to Colin Shields. I did that was uh, that was very entertaining. Um, but some brilliant a brilliant video highlighting some incredible moments of the last nineteen years, twenty seasons. Um, but Simon, you know you're part of that Belfast Giants TV team. You know what these guys do behind the scenes and the amount of work goes in. But uh, again, you know you introduced it. You introduced it on the webcast, and it is. Just another remarkable piece from Neil Whiteside and the guys. Listen, this is this is probably gonna sound
2: um and I know that the big thing with Neil is he just gets on with it. Um but for me, this kid's wasted at the Giants. <laughs> and I'm being I'm being genuinely honest honest, you know, the only reason that we've got him doing what he does is because he's a massive Giants fan. And we talk about volunteers, you know, getting involved, and and yeah, you, you guys are talking about me doing the commentary, and I'm a big fan. We all know that, um, but it's the people behind the scenes that don't maybe, actually not maybe, don't get the plaudits they deserve. Um, you know, you've got you've so many volunteers that that without the help and the support and the time that they put into this club, this club wouldn't be here. Or it Would be in a hell of a lot of a worse situation, you know. Mike, you take, Michael
0: take,
2: Barr, I was he was he took the words right in my mouth, David. Yeah. Michael Barr, I got to Lorraine Friday morning, uh, for the pre game skate, um, or so the morning skate, and Michael Barr was there. Uh, I was at I think it was about 20 past nine. I got there, um, and he was there waiting, he was doing it, getting ready for the, for the game on, on Friday night. Um, he was definitely the, the, on Saturday night. Uh, the skate was on, and he was definitely there uh, until after twelve o'clock on Saturday night. And this is all volunteer roles. You look at Neil; the time, you know, something like that video doesn't put together in twenty minutes. You know, he's taken a hell of a lot of time to do that. He's, he's very methodical. With even, I mean, when, when we went back and did the the CHL video. Um, you know a lot of people are sitting thinking I'm just coming out with overs in my head that's could be further from the truth they're all Neil's words everything that would come out of my mouth for that video is all Neil he's put all that together and then I've got to learn the words yes it takes about three weeks for me to learn the words but um, to make sure they go in the right order as well but that's all Neil you know he, he, all the videos that go together obviously Johnny's Part of it because he does the, the he does a lot of the, the video and with the camera and what have you. Need would be the producing side of things. There's people walking about with the microphones holding on to things that you just don't see behind the scenes. And the whole thing behind the scenes with these volunteers is they are absolutely worth their weight in gold. Every single one of them, every one of them. And I again, I could sit here and go through as many names that I could come up with. I'm talking about all the game crew. I'm talking about. Um, you know, the, the major part of it, Ross, you know, Ross comes straight out of work. Ross Gowdy comes out of work on a Friday or a Saturday, comes straight into the rink, and he's already 11 o'clock at night. So he's going to work at 8 o'clock in the morning, and he's not home to half 11, 12 o'clock at night. He's not on his own. Look at the OSC guys. They put so much work into it. Everybody, the whole way through the organization, is should be should be a big pat in the back for them because they're
0: absolutely outstanding. And we're very, very lucky to be in that position. Here, here. I can't put it any better than that. So let's, uh, let's dispense with the, uh, the pleasantries and the positivities and say congratulations to the, uh, the Belfast Giants TV, to Neil Whiteside and the guys for producing what is a magnificent video. And let's take a deep breath and move on to Sunday's game. Sunday's game? Mm-hmm. Let's take a deep breath and move on to Saturday's game.
3: Say, we've got nothing in common, no common ground to start from, and we're falling apart. You'll say, the world has come between us, our lives have come between us.
2: Good evening, welcome along from Northampton, uh, Dun- a nice bowler. Get off your great start, anyway. SSC <laughs> Arena in Belfast, between the Still-Night Belfast Giants and the Sheffield theater two games and two nights. The Giants picked up a six-two win last night against the Steelers. Dominant performance. I'm Simon Kitchen.
0: <laughs> yes, because Saturday's game was a whole different affair for the Belfast Giants. It was a four-nil win. For the Sheffield Steelers, the Giants shut out at home by the top of the league Steelers. Um, the goals: Conley, thirty-four seconds in, started the, started the Steelers' day as well as the Giants had started the night before. Um, Davy Phillips for the second, and then two goals in the empty net from Valorant and Mailand made it for Zip. Uh, Shane Owen, thirty-six saves; Duba, thirty-one saves. Referees once again for second night in a were Hogarth and Copeland. David, um it was a disaster. Poor opening and nothing really improved from there.
1: Um yeah, much like our opening on, on Friday night, Brandon Conley getting an, an early marker for the Sheffield Steelers didn't didn't help us. Um as I said earlier, you know, we don't chase well and we didn't, and then obviously David Phillips coming up with that second power play goal, just squeaking through from the point there and maybe we'd, we'd want to be getting a block in there. But, you know, this is a symptom of, of what happened in this game, you know, the, the sort of revolving door policy at the at the penalty box. We got ourselves into, you know, penalty trouble. It means you're killing a lot of penalties. Your penalty killers get tighter as the game gets on. There's less energy for chasing the game down. There's, you know, guys aren't getting into the game because they're not getting the amount of shifts they're used to. We're playing there without probably, you know, for me, the guy that's been our MVP so far and Kevin Rean, I don't know if anybody else would agree with that or not. Um, Ben Lake Down, Pelic's coming back in the team, perhaps not at a hundred percent yet. And, you know, there's obviously other guys there that just can't get the puck across the line and there's maybe little niggles as well going down there. But, you know, this is one of these ones where I can normally come in and go, yeah, but we had like 100 shots and, and we outshot them. You know, the Sheffield Steelers came in on Sunday, or Saturday, sorry, <laughs> I keep saying Sunday, because Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Um, Friday, They came in on Saturday, you know, did a number on us, completely stopped us playing we, as much as we stopped ourselves. Second period, you know, with very, very little to show for any efforts, probably mostly down to the penalty trouble we got into in the second period. Third period, we came with a bit of a late rally, but, you know, we couldn't get the puck across the line. A few minutes to go. We get that at part play, we obviously then we, we throw caution to the wind and pull a goalie a couple of times just trying to get ourselves on the board and unfortunately they wrap up with two empty netters to make it four 0 But you know, it'll not be a performance that Adam Keefe will take much pleasure out of watching back, I'm sure. Um there'll be little highlights I'm sure that he'll be able to find and you know, little individual players that'll please him. But overall the, the whole the whole game just didn't for what we've done on Saturday or on Friday night, you heard Matt Pellich say, and I think towards the end perhaps of the second period, goes, what we do now and what we do in the third period is crucial because you're putting a marker down for tomorrow night and the momentum that you take the tomorrow night. And I guess I think maybe even t- towards the third period and Friday night, we we're maybe a little bit guilty of starting to take the foot off the of gas and, and we couldn't get going on on Saturday night for me at all. You know, Simon obviously with commentating on it has maybe a better feel for the game being there live and, and us watching it on on tape and watching it back again but you know for me bar the third period where we rallied slightly for the first 10 minutes of the third period I just didn't think we ever really looked like getting back into this game.
0: Matt Pelich obviously back in the lineup having been up in the commentary booth with you Simon the, the, the night before Um but as Davey said there you it was basically a bad night at the office for the Belfast Giants, or was it? Is this symptomatic of something else?
2: It's so bloody frustrating. So frustrating. You see a big, big performance like we had on Saturday night. Got me the idea now. Um, you see a big performance like we had on Friday night. Um, and then, you know, anybody that thinks that, you know, after that, that um, Saturday night performance from the Sheffield Steelers, Anybody that thinks the Cedars are going to come out and just, you know, go through the motions the same as what they did on the Friday night is absolutely stupid and ludicrous because, you know, the way that Duba played on, on Friday, you knew that there was absolutely no way on earth that he was going to have the same game on Saturday. Um, you know, goalkeepers prepare themselves uh, more or less the same for every game, but he'll be absolutely ripping with himself after the performance on game one, get into game two you knew that he was going to come to town. I seen the Cedars coming in, um, to uh, the arena. I arrived at exactly the same time, and they get off their bus and, and walked in the same door, and and uh, you could just see that they were there was like a the, the, the mentality looked a bit different. to Be honest, and they, they just looked right up for this game. Um, you know, I was talking to Ben O'Connor and and Davey Phillips in the way, and 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 uh, you just you just sort of got the feeling that they were you know they meant business but that night. They get off the, a brilliant start. Um very similar as Davey said to what we had on the on the, the night previous and um even before they scored the goal, you know, they they, they won the face off, the first face off. They got the puck in low. They made our defence turn the face towards the goalie. And and that's not what you want to say, especially in your first shift. Uh you've ran Larney, the guy I can't remember who it was coming and uh, you know, pin him up against the wall. There was a whistle. He ended up winning the face-off the second time round, um, and and you know, getting that very very quick goal. But for for me, the big thing, as I say, I've mentioned at the start of the, of the segment is, is is frustration. It's it's so bloody annoying. You do not know which team's going to turn up on any given night. Um, you know, you look through the whole season that we've had so far, and and it's it's I th- I, th- I actually think we looked tired on Saturday night. Um, when I was interviewing Adam after the game, I, I I said, you know, along the lines of, you know, we dominated last night, the Steelers dominated tonight. And Adam disagreed. It's not like, normally we're on the same page and, and you know, we sort of talk the same sort of lingo from, from that side of things. But he, he disagreed. He thought that we, um, you know, that, that we were still in the game. Obviously, it was only 1-0. And then they got that uh, second goal into the uh, the third period. You know, I think it was 45th minute or something like that uh Davey Phillips scored that goal. But right up until then, Shane Owen kept us in that game. You know, he made some really big saves. As did Duba. It was like a battle with the goaltenders at that stage, and we had our chances. But when you go through a period of, um, you know, yes, Matt Pellets come back in the line. We're missing Rayner, who Davy's talked about, you know, being our MVP so far this season. See, to be honest, I think he's been the best defenseman in the league. I really do. A lot of people... Look at defenseman—is that they have to be scoring points? the defenseman is a defenseman, not so much you know, a, a offensive defenseman. it's a defenseman. So for me, he's been the best defenseman in the league all season. Um, so missing him and bringing Matt Pellich back in the lineup, who hadn't skated all week, um, was a chance, you know. And, and we we took that chance, and obviously, fair played the big man for stepping up, but taking penalties and taking stupid penalties at, at that as well. There's penalties that. We're, we're selfish, if you want to put it that way. There's a couple of them there that we should not be taking. But if you look at the the penalty minutes, sixteen forty-eight, twenty fifty. So you're out of the box, and you've got an hour penalty. You're out of the box, you've got an R penalty. Three minutes later, and that happened the whole way through the second period. So we didn't get any time to build any momentum whatsoever. And that bit for me is the frustrating part. You know, you're out there. You, 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 everybody wants to win. There's, let's not make any mistake about that. Everyone, these players on this Belfast chance team, wants to. Win. They're not just there to try and make the numbers up. But when they're taking penalties, and you've got the same six or eight guys out there killing those penalties, and expect them to step up to try and get us a goal after being gassed for, I think there was a shift at one forty-six. I think it was when there was no whistle. Everything was just relentless. The Steelers were second puck down low. They were passing around the outside. We couldn't get anywhere near on one of their power plays. And that knocked the stuffing out of four of our players. Absolutely killed them. And for me, the rest of the game, we could still be skating out there today, two days later, and still not score. That's the way that game went for me. We could have been playing another
0: three periods, and Duba would have saved everything. So, Frustrating. I think well, I'm going to say something personally that's going to sound absolutely ridiculous and like, which isn't new for me, let's be fair. But considering he's a man who shut us out twice, Davey, and I've said that, and you know what I'm going to say because I've said it to you a few times, is that I'm not convinced by Duba. And I think that personally on on I say Sunday again, on Saturday, we got away from what was being successful for us on Friday, which was crashing in close on Duba and, and, and getting dirty goals and, and getting dirty in front of the net and getting shots from the slot and getting much rubber directly on him and picking up some juicy rebounds that he was giving up left, right and centre because that's exactly how, and that forecheck was exactly what was, let's say, successful for us on Friday. Do you feel we got away from that on Saturday? Well, oh,
2: is that for me or Davey? Oh, no, go sorry, ahead, says. It was for Davey, but uh, whichever. For me, you talk about we got away from it. I thought the Steelers played better. You know, the, the Steelers. You talk about getting to the front. It was easy to get there on Friday night. Yeah. If you watch the game back, it was so easy. And Arnold Fox is obviously giving them the a and they get you know guys they're getting in the net too easy, and they're just guys. You watch our power play. We could not get anything going. We even when they were. I mean, with David or David Goodwin, was Seaman pucks right through the middle there, trying to get it on the, the small stick. But we weren't getting the shots away. We weren't getting them on target. That's because the Steelers played better defensively. And I'm not just talking about their defensemen. I'm talking about the whole four-man or five-man units. Indeed, yeah. They were playing better as well. Yeah, absolutely. And you've got to look at it the night before. Defensively, the night before, we were far better as well. Yeah. So, you know, you, you've got to give credit where it's due. The Steelers played well on Saturday night. For me, I actually genuinely do, do think that they controlled the game. On Saturday night, I really do. And I don't know how many shots it was on target or off target in total. David will give you the stats there. But the bottom line is, we didn't put the puck in the net. Yep. And that, you know, if we don't put the puck in the net, you are not going to win. Game. Sorry so for stating the obvious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, David, is that what it is? What I said, you know, is it a case that the Steelers boxed us out? The Steelers were much improved the following night?
1: Um, as much as they were improved, I I do think same level as we were on the front. In terms of you know power play time, very similar, half the amount of shots on the power play that we had the previous night. You know we we just didn't go through the same process that we did. We were taking back back to that kind of low percentage shot in from outside the circles, hoping that something will happen, resetting for face offs, perhaps not winning the face off. Then you know you've got. To, if you're going to, you need to be really hot in the draw. If you're going to just keep dumping in the Dubas glove and, and hope that something's going to come off of a set play then following that up, you know, one of the few occasions that we've been comfortably outshot by our opponents Yeah, Sheffield Steelers raised their game to a, a higher level and they had played on the Friday and we dropped off. So, and there is your spin because we won comfortably, pretty comfortably on Friday and Um, I'm never going to disagree with Adam Keith. He's much more qualified to analyze and talk about the game than I ever would. But I have a slightly different opinion. If you like, I I didn't think we were that great on Saturday night. I thought there was things that we did very, very well on Saturday that we just didn't do, or sorry, on Friday, that we didn't do on Saturday night. We talk about this process, and Adam talks about the process all the time. I didn't think we followed our process on Saturday as much as we did on Friday. That heavy four check was crucial on Friday night. Come on i it's one of those. I, we could go over this again and again. It seems like we're replaying old podcasts and we're saying the same things week in, week out. And it's unfortunate that we were getting sort of one week on, one week off, or we weren't having to say it. Unfortunately, this, this completely spun on its head within 24 hours of each other. Um, it's difficult, Paddy. I don't see particularly... A single year, a singular player standing out and stinking, particularly on the night. But you know, the forwards, I think Alan Keefe referenced it in a, an interview either last weekend or the weekend before. He says these guys are getting paid a lot of money to put the puck in the net twice against the Sheffield Steelers within sort of eight or nine days. The field and they proved the night before against Duba that there is a way to do it. Sheffield Steelers obviously got that kick on the backside from their coach and they upped their game considerably on Saturday, but we dropped off. There's no doubt about that. We weren't getting the pucks through the net. We weren't going and chasing those pucks into the corners the same as we did on the Friday night. That's the disappointment for me. I I know that this team proved on Friday night that there's a benchmark that they can get to and rise above. They didn't get to that benchmark on
0: Saturday for me. That's just my opinion. Let's let's hear some post-game.
4: Joined after the game by Giants head coach, Adam Keefe. Uh, Coach, I guess the weekend is uh, a tale of two very different games. Uh, What's your assessment tonight versus obviously an emphatic win last
3: night? Well, the start was much different. Um, And obviously the amount of penalties we took takes some life out of the game. Uh, Albeit uh, very happy with our penalty kill tonight and and, and Shane keeping us in throughout those... uh, Penalties, obviously. I mean, you can't take that many penalties. It's that simple. One, you're giving their offense a, a lot of time to get going, and they're also kind of sucking the life out of any momentum that we could gain uh, offensively five on five.
4: Hey, could I ask for an injury update? Obviously, Ben Lake didn't come out after warm ups. Kevin Ryan's missing tonight. Um, heading into Wednesday with such a short turnaround, are you expecting either of those guys back?
3: their day-to-day, both of them uh, at the moment. Uh, Obviously tomorrow's a big day of recovery uh, and rest, and then uh, we have to reevaluate them on Monday. Um, We certainly hope to to at least have one of them back, uh, if not both of them. Uh, It would be great to Uh, A great boost for us going into Wednesday. Uh, Obviously, a playoff match essentially. Um, You know, I'm excited to see this team in a a playoff match Um, because you know it's uh, we've proven when we come in and with the right mindset and and we start on time and we're on our toes and we're on the attack from the from the get go. uh, We can be a very dangerous team, Uh, but when we we come out a little bit flat or or on our heels. and they get the first goal. It's it's tough for us to either get back into it or regain that lead. We haven't been chasing games very well. A night like tonight can obviously
4: you know leave the fan base flat, leave the guys in the room flat. But you know, look at the table. The Giants are still in the mix with games in hand uh, coming into the weekend against the league leaders. Would you have been happy with a, a split weekend?
3: I'm never happy with a split. Um, but I mean, I want to take a step back. I thought uh, there's a lot of pauses we can take from yesterday. Um, I thought there's a lot of pauses we could take from tonight as well. I thought uh, we fought right to the very end. I mean, the score was not an indication of that game. Uh, obviously, I'll take responsibility for for the, the empty net goals. Those were my calls. Uh, we wanted to push and try and get some offense. Look, we're, 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 regardless if we had lost 4 nothing or 2 nothing. there, um, it was the same result. So, um, we wanted to, to try to break that egg for us and uh, get, get get us a little win going into Wednesday uh, didn't work in out in our favor um, but we need to check that game uh, can, the positives we'll take from that game is our, our penalty kill was fantastic again uh, 100% over the weekend I, I'm pretty sure uh, correct me if I'm wrong uh, and that's a huge confidence builder for them that core group in particular and that takes a lot of hard work, dedication, you know, sacrifice, to especially against a team like Sheffield, and, and uh, you know we're facing the number one power play in the league uh, on Wednesday, so it's a great boost for our, for our penalty kill. Uh, all that being said, we can't take that many penalties uh, and expect to have success uh, on a consistent basis. Thanks for your time, Coach.
0: Just because you've heard the post-game doesn't mean we're going to ignore one of the other big topics that took place on Saturday night. Um... It was of course Teddy Toss Night and let's look first of all at the charity side of it a wonderful charity and I, I know it's a big thanks from the Belfast Giants to the number of uh, soft toys and tellies that they that they received as part of that uh, that charity drive something that goes across right the le- all the leagues in hockey and it's a, it's a wonderful thing at christmas time that, that so many fans step forward and provide for uh, for that charity drive and i think it's a credit to the belfast giants fans and fans across the league well, the amount of uh, amount of that uh, that that happens um but we can't come away from the fact that the, 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 the Teddy Toss night was shrouded in a little bit of controversy. And I'm personally not going to hide away from these comments that I made tw- 12 months ago. <laughs> An announcement went up at the next whistle, through your teddies on the ice. Tyler Bescaroani was around 10 minutes ago, freezes the puck. And the teddies rained down to a chorus of boos from the home fans. Not just that. But as rightly they should, the Belfast Giants players on the bench, laughing and encouraging the, the fans to throw <laughs> the teddies under their ice because... Basically, they've decided, or the organisation have decided, that the Giants not only are going to win the game, but they're not going to concede a goal in the final 10 minutes. <laughs> they've, they've thrown their own team under the bus, and they've asked the fans to cement that by raining teddies down from the sky. Joe, what on earth? Yes, it was embarrassing for the Nottingham Panthers, and we laughed. Well, certainly, I personally laughed. and Joel Neal Laughed, you can hear there. I'm not. I'm not throwing him under the bus as well. Uh, but we laughed at when it happened, when we were able to inflict that on the Nottingham Panthers, and that they threw the teddies down with ten minutes to go. And the aspect of you know, you know, not having faith on their team scoring and blah 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 blah. Davy, I'll start with you. There were quite a few angry fans. Um. I was watching it live, knowing
1: what was coming because either says was texting us or it was announced in the arena. I can't really remember it. They're, they're going to throw him with 10 minutes to go. And it's like, God, oh, don't do it. Please. Oh, God, it's 2-0. This game is not over. And even when they decided to go with it, I think we were just going on the power play, a 2-0 down with, whatever, 6 minutes, 40 seconds or something. That's not the time to throw. I know that they're... Was perhaps a natural break. And look, I appreciate that whoever within the organisation, and I'm sure it wasn't a singular decision. I'm sure it was a, a not a committee decision, but you know what I mean, a group decision. That this is what we're going to do. It just for me, it's the wrong decision. I look, it's their business how they came about this decision. But for me, in the sporting environment, you, there's a player. I was just trying to get the maybe when says is talking. I'll look it up. But when the teddies start coming down, the guy's sitting on the bench and he puts his two hands out, like, what's going on here? You, you know, it, it, it had the feel about, we well, don't believe you, are going to score guys. So we'll, we'll just toss them on now. The and if you do, oh well. If, for me, if teddy bear toss didn't work out, you can wait the Steelers skate off the ice and then you can throw them on and the Giants can pick them up in <laughs> an element of shame. Or you can stick them in a box in the foyer, just dump them all off at the cookery desk or whatever on the way out. It, it, for me, in a pure sporting Want my team to do well, not wanting the almost shame of having to even talk about this. For me, it just shouldn't have been. It just did not have been thrown on the ice at that point. Had we came up with somehow came up with a goal in the last few minutes, then you come up with it. If you don't come up with it, then you go to a fallback position where the decisions made that you throw them on after, you know, the players have skated off, or as I say, you put them in a box before it was. I was watching it through my fingers, just thinking, this is horrible. I know what how much stick we're going to get in social media. The world's changed. Everybody can, can be right in your kitchen in two seconds, giving off at you. And as you say, recalling what you said 12 months ago. Horrible, horrible,
0: horrible. Highly embarrassing. I'm going to give, uh, just a Mark Brooks, obviously a uh, person for the Belfast Giants tweeted out uh, uh, that the, he, he was asked about, and he says that our Teddy Toss backup plan for the last 10 years, like many other teams uh, is the first whistle after 55 minutes and the broken glass at 54 minutes. It made sense to get things going. Um, says, you know, I I get his point there, but from a purely sporting sense, it was tough
2: yeah, it was. Um, when you look, there was an incident that uh, on the Saturday night game when the there was a play reviewed. I think it was about a minute, maybe two minutes after they scored, very very early in the game. And to be honest, if the Giants' players had have celebrated a wee bit more, I, I can't remember. Did the horn sound at the time? I'm really not 100% sure. I know the official waved off the goal, but they did go and look at it. That's the perfect time to throw the teddy bears. If one person throws it, everything pulls on. So if one person had a thought in the arena that that puck was in the net, there's teddy bears coming on the ice. Um, and that would have negated the whole situation. Even if it hadn't have counted, one comes on, everything comes on. However, what we did on Saturday, in my opinion, is absolutely wrong. Absolutely wrong. Right at the end of the game, if we don't score, do you know what? You hold your hands up and go, Sheffield or better than us. The beat is 4-0. Um, David McCammon announces the player of the match for Sheffield. Um, and then he announces the player of the match for the boys and you throw the tennis first on the ice. That's what should have happened for me. Uh, we get stuck into uh, Nottingham. I can't remember if I was on that show or not last year um, when, we, when we were talking about Nottingham. I, I just can't remember. But You know, for me, it shouldn't have happened. I think we should have just went, right, guys, um, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. The big thing about it was Laura and some of the players went today, deliver them, and I know they're going going again tomorrow to a different hospital to deliver the teddy bears. So I get the reason that they had to be done on Saturday night because there was a few people saying, well, why don't we just hold on until Wednesday? No. The big thing about it is with teddy bear tosses, let's be honest, it's the kids. The kids that bring the teddy bears along, they go out and they buy a small teddy bear, whatever it may be, they put it in a plastic bag and, and they get ready to throw it onto the ice. So that's what it's for. So those kids would have stood about until right at the very end of the game because as soon as the Staters scored their second goal and then they got the third one on the power play, with about four, three or four minutes to go, to be honest, a lot of the people
0: left the arena at that stage. Yeah. So the teddy bear toss was done with. Was it six 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 minutes, 30, six 40 six in the minutes left to go when the when the when the plexus was being repaired. Okay, as soon as that was done, and then counting down the next. I think we
2: got a penalty. There was a load of people started to walk out. Then we got their third goal. Even more people walked out um, from all sides of the arena, apart from the Sheffield Steelers corner. That's the time again. There's there's no belief in the team to score a goal after the second goal or when the puck was when the the teddy bears were throwing on, and that's the bit that's disappointing for me. You've got to believe in your team the whole way through, dude, and you've got to stay in your seat for the whole 60 minutes. Yes, I've turned webcasts web off early, so but I... I've never left at building early. Yeah.
0: I think, I think that, I think you've, you've hit the crux of it. I think that the, the idea of it being a 55 minutes, uh, or the first whistle after 55 minutes is because if it is like that, then people are going to leave. But then, as Davey says, you know, put buckets at the door as for people who, you know, don't want to throw it on or whatever. But yes, yeah, so it, it, I, I, an embarrassing situation, not just because it was a shutout for uh, against the Belfast Giants. The one night you don't want to have that happen to you, as the Nottingham Panthers suffered uh, last year, as the Coventry Blaze have suffered, as the Sheffield Steelers themselves suffered, despite the fact that the goal that triggered the, uh, the, the, the teddy toss uh, a couple of years ago or last year was actually washed out, but they still had their teddy toss. You know, you don't want it... To, to, to happen on the Teddy Toss night, it happened, and uh, it's come back to haunt us. Considering, the, especially especially me, on the amount that I laughed about it, and uh, was a lot of Belfast Giants fans laughed about it uh, twelve months ago. But so there was, be it. Another, there was another there was another thing there, Paddy. Again, sorry for 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 sure. interrupting you.
2: It's the same for the Belfast Giants this year with a lot of. But- Every team that comes into Belfast or Belfast visit the other teams, everybody wants to beat us. And why do they want to beat us? Because we're the champions. Yep. When it's announced that the teddy bear toss is on, I honestly believe that teams try that little bit to make sure that that teddy bear toss doesn't happen on of their course. watch. So, you know, at the end of the day, it, 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 the Steelers did a good job to, to keep us out of net, to keep the shutout going for their goaltender. The goalie played well. Um and we didn't score, but for me, it was the wrong decision. Um, there's not many things that this organisation do wrong, in my opinion, but I, I don't agree with that one.
0: Uh, the highlights from both the nights, both uh, Friday and Saturday nights' games, are available from our good friends at Belfast Giants TV. You can listen to Mister Kitchen's wonderful commentary uh, on that. Um, we're recording this on Monday night, and on Tuesday morning, uh, Mr. Kitchen's going to nip down the training. So let's throw in a couple of those interviews. We don't know who they are. It's going to be a mystery. Here they come.
2: Ryan Larney, um, preparing for Challenge Cup, and your debut in the Challenge Cup. Um, Belfast Giants winning the trophy for the last two years. Um, how are the guys uh, preparing, getting ready for Wednesday night?
6: I think we had a few good hard practices this week, and uh, you know, obviously doing some video, doing some... Uh, drills and practices focused on the game and uh, just kind of getting prepared all around You've been in the, the country night for a few weeks, uh, how are you settling in? It's been it's been amazing here uh, I'm pretty much settled in now everything's good and uh, I'm happy to be here the, the way we're playing
2: obviously a bit up and down not uh, uh, getting too much consistency together um, how do you feel about uh, the group obviously moving forward into a big game tomorrow night?
6: You know, we want to take it one game at a time. You know, yeah, it's been a little up and down since I've been here, and you know, throughout. And uh, we want to work on one game at a time, one period, and just focus on our uh, on our consistency throughout the rest of the season here.
2: What have the boys told you about uh, what they expect, especially at home against the Cardiff Devils, with uh, the, the, the banners hanging up to your left hand side, no right hand side, <laughs> my left hand side? Um, but uh, obviously, winning that, that trophy the last two years. What have they told you anything? What they expect?
6: You know, I, I, I've, I've done some research and everything. and I know it's a big thing here, especially when it the past two years. We want to go for that three, the third one here, and against the Cardiff Devils. You know, a big, big kind of rival in the league. So we want to, we, we want to come up on top, obviously, and have a good, uh, strong game coming up here.
0: Right, um, quick around the league, uh, Nottingham are putting a run in, uh, desp- uh, but despite uh, a uh, win away at Coventry, they lost a tight one at home to Guildford, um, yet I guess with the inconsistencies at the top between Sheffield, Belfast Cardiff, I suppose, They're, uh, Nottingham are slowly dragging themselves back into contention, um, Cardiff, well they're on a roll Uh, they've started to pick up a little bit of momentum especially considering uh, after the two defeats that they suffered at our hands a few weeks ago. A four point weekend in Scotland as they defeated the Klan and the Flyers. Uh, Glasgow themselves haven't been strong they've only had one win of the last five games and that came on Friday of a shutout sorry, uh, an overtime win in Altrincham over the Storm. Um, It's a Bit of a topsy turvy season thus far, David. Yeah, um, I've, I've got to be honest, <laughs> that's all happened. Um,
1: because I, uh, oh, I haven't been really paying too much attention to any other teams apart from the Belfast Giants at this stage. <laughs> um, I guess I'm always that sort of at this stage of the season that takes care of, if it's, it takes care of itself. There's not really. Yeah, uh, as we said, there's no trophies apart from the AVFTB sponsored by Phonocab Player of the Month award worth winning between now and uh, you know the first of January. So we'll we'll reassess where we are then. Um, you know, sometimes as you say, Panthers have put a little bit of a bit of a run together after being absolutely dire for a while. No doubt, John O'Billard to be back to hockey again. Good to see. And uh, but you know that's just. A, Big games this week against Cardiff over the next sort of eight or 9 days. They're, they're going to be massive for us in, in, in trying to get back to that Challenge Cup um, latter stages. And, uh, you know, I, I, honestly, haven't paid too much. The, the, the league's so tight. Last week, I think Joel said it was something like seven points between first and, and eighth. So uh, I assume there's still not much of a gap. We're still well set. You know, we've had a, a two-point weekend. Not ideal when you, you drop two points at home to Sheffield Steelers, especially getting that shutout. But... Yeah, you know, we're still in good position overall and um, we're, there's nothing that much to worry about apart from where the next goal is coming from.
0: Well, it's uh, I think it's literally the case, uh, says that, you know, the Giants have enough games in hand to leapfrog the Sheffield Steelers in this position. But And given the inconsistencies at the top of the league table, and I did say last week, I'm not even going to start talking about the league table or listing the league table in a view from the bridge until the new year. But given the inconsistencies, and um, okay, Cardiff are starting to find their feet a little bit, but I think you know the amount of games in hand. There's still a level of positivity that could be had at this time of the year for the Giants. Uh,
2: yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I'm just looking at the, t- the table here now. There's there's six points between first and sixth place. Um, Sheffield have 25 games, Nottingham with 22. Sheffield have 30 points, Nottingham with 24. So if Nottingham win the three games in hand, they're level with Sheffield. Uh, Actually, they'll go top and and potentially regulation wins. So, you know, there's still a long, long way to go. If a team gets on, I mean, I know the Devils have started to, uh, Mm -hmm. since we beat them twice, I know they've started to pick up their their better form. And they did that last year as well. Um, You know, this this game, this league will not be handed out in January, not be handed out in February. This is going to go right down again to March time, I believe. And um, I've seen a comment today from Dave Sims saying that, you know, they'll win it by 10 points. I, I don't think they will. Um, you know, there's going to be teams out there that are going to beat the, the Cardiff Devils. There's going to be teams that beat the, the Belfast Giants, Glasgow, Guildford, um, Nottingham. I, I honestly think uh, that Nottingham Panthers need to be kept an eye on here. They're, you know, they've picked up a couple of new uh, newcomers and they're, they're two good players. Let's not discount Guildford. You know, Guilford haven't really had any great form so far this year. They've only got 10 wins in 20 games. Um, you know, so they're running at 500 at the minute, but, you know, they, they, they're they a good team. They kept a lot of the nucleus of their team for the last couple of years, and, and I I think they could get on a run as well. Big result last night. Was the last night against Nottingham? Yes. Yeah, big, big result last night against yeah. Nottingham in Nottingham.
0: Yeah. There's a,
2: there's a long, long way to go here. Let's that's, that's not get carried away and, you know, and right off the, the chance of the Belfast Giants. Um, you know, Davy. Brought up a really good point there. You know, we'll play Cardiff three times in the next 10 days, I think it is. Um, there's a lot of hockey to be played. We're, um, if I'm right, we're playing Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, yep. Wednesday, Saturday,
0: Sunday. Yes.
2: Um, you know, so six games in, in 11 days, that's a lot of hockey, a lot of traveling. So uh, there's a big chance here for somebody to grab the bull by the horns. But let's just get one thing clear. Two points for every weekend will not win this league. If you're going to win this league, you need to be picking up three, potentially four-point weekends. Two-point weekends isn't going to cut the mustard. Do you know who wins the league for me? The team with the most points. The team that recruits
1: best between now and the signing deadline. That's true. I think there would be, be changes in most of the rosters, maybe ourselves included, obviously absolutely no insight as the weather. Well, we've made a couple of changes already. We're not scoring goals. I, I would assume that the club are looking at that, but Nottingham Panthers have made a few changes. Sheffield have made changes. You mentioned other teams there. Uh, There'll be players become available between now and the signing day. It's usually sort of in the January, mid-February, says that, yeah. right? Not, probably not as far February, in the I February. February. I, guess, um, I think it's around about Valentine's Day, to be I I honest. So. Yeah, so there you go. I think the team that makes the, the most astute changes Between now and then, because changes, and as you've said, a a multiple number of four-point weekends are required. Um, As you say, going 500 will not cut the mustard here.
0: I 100% agree. I think you especially look at us last season bringing in the likes of Smo and Chris Higgins and, and the effect that they had on us in that sort of drive all the way to what was a a great win of the title and the Challenge Cup win and the conference. You'd make those astute changes at the right time between now and the deadline are exactly what could make a real difference in winning that league title. And one last thing to cover before we, we move on, and that's, of course, uh, Dops. Um, five flowers. Uh, they have uh, Danic Gauthier, who's uh, been assessed a two-game suspension for charging. Anybody see this? Yeah, I did. Uh, on, half showed me this morning. Um,
2: he's been a naughty boy there. You know, he's left his... Um, uh, from what I'm led to believe, Bhutan's concussion... Uh-huh. Uh, two game suspension. Davy, you know, is wax lyrical with regards to uh, concussions and and, and 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 the game itself. Not so much for fighting, but um, for big hits like this and two games for me. Uh, with to be honest, the way the way the play developed, I think he knows what he's doing. I think he's been a really naughty boy there to be honest. Uh, but Buta is a big player for the Grimsby Stars and. And um, you know, that had that went on I don't think it was called. There was no penalty in the play, so.
0: was there? I don't think so.
2: No, I don't think and then so it's been retrospective and uh the uh suspenses came along from two games. then
0: I I, th- I think it's it's maybe deserving of more than two games, to be honest. Um right, I think we uh, we'll move on to the fan agenda brought to you by our good friends at Belfast Giants TV. This time we've asked you to throw the questions and your comments directly to us as we're recording this early. And, uh, well, let's start with uh, Stevie Thompson, one of your stats team, David. He says, um, currently our inconsistency is killing us. What needs to change this team to be successful? Is it a personnel int- issue, mentality, or inverted commas, the process? The coach likes to follow a process and are these players not good enough to follow this process or does the process need to change to adapt to the players we have? Um, David, I'll start with you. Do, 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 Stevie obviously makes you know, is a fact, is it a personnel issue or is it just trying to adapt to the process? Um, I think we've
1: shown on many weekends just how good this team can be. Um when you can go to Cardiff and win back to back, when you can absolutely beat the wheels at the home of the Sheffield Steelers, as we did on Friday night. When you can go when you've got a bit of adversity and go to a tricky place like Dundee and and win comfortably and you can we've seen glimpses of just how good this team uh, the process as as Stevie notes there if that process is followed and you tick all the boxes on that process you win the games it's the players that aren't following or are are not ticking enough boxes on the process on any given winning your special teams battles you know. Being disciplined, not taking as many penalties as the opposition. If you take as many penalties, you know, scoring on your power plays, not giving up goals in the penalty killing to be further penalty, it's pretty good. It's had to be. Um so that comes down to the very hard thing to
0: say,
1: um, for me. Um guys and you know, Adam Keefe has used the term, getting paid very, very good money for putting the puck on the net, just aren't putting the puck on the net. And and that's difficult because, you know, we're in a privileged position where Especially Simon, more than more than you, Paddy, but you know gets to gets to see these guys every day, gets to make friendships with these guys, and it's probably more difficult for Simon to talk about it on the podcast than perhaps us. But you know, I'm not naming any anyone in speci- anyone specifically. You know, um, but guys are there to score goals, aren't scoring goals, and that's that. That's a team thing. It's, you know, because the score a goal, you need somebody to put it in your stick.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, the score a rebound, you need someone to have a good shot. Um, the score from re- rebound, you need a, 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 another teammate going and taking the eyes of the goalie. So it's a team thing. Um, the, the lines got shuffled up again on the weekend on Friday night. There were signs that of, of green shoots. I think you called one of the podcasts earlier in the season. You know, we do these podcasts week on week, and we've had podcasts called Jack on High, Green Shoots, Silver Line. You know, all these things. 'Cause we keep thinking, well, oh, we might have turned the corner here and on Friday night thought, well, My goodness, we might have turned the corner here. We've got beat badly in Sheffield, but you know what? We've gone to Dundee, we've won well. Sheffield have came here, we've beat them well. And then that that, you know, Dr. Jekyll team comes out, or Mr. Hyde, I don't know which one was the baddie, which one's the goodie. Um <laughs> Mr. Hyde, there you go. Um it's a conundrum, Stevie. You know, you know as well as me, probably even better team. Um but for me, you know, the simple, the answer is clear, I think it's personnel.
0: I think it says this also moves on well to um, Davy's comments to, to Keelan Dini's uh, question saying, you know, have we missed the mark this year for recruitment? We seem to be missing a goal score and a playmaker, or is it a case of guys just simply underperforming?
2: When you lose 250 points of three players yeah. with, I think it was a... I think it was 107 goals. You're going to struggle. Um, you know, Darcy 51. I think uh, Bonner 30, David, isn't that right? And 26 or 27 for Rives. Yeah. So you, you're, you're, you're talking about those numbers, 100-odd goals. Um, you know, I, I don't actually know. I have something in the back of my head that, uh, with regards to what we've scored so far this year. I think it's sixty-five in the league. That I haven't got my, my batteries. I can't remember my battery. I just can't find it. My my, my phone at the minute, but I think it's sixty-five in the league so far this year, um, and we've played uh, twenty-two games. So you know, it's just over, uh, just under sorry, three goals a game, and, and that is one at that level. Um, but you know, it, it was always going to be very difficult to replace a championship-winning team. That's not make any bones about this, you know, we'll talk about um, you know, Keenan's asking the question there um, we are all fans if Steve Thornton and Adam Keefe had a magic one, then we'd have 950 goal scores uh, forwards and then 3 forwards or 2 forwards basically just doing dirty work, so you know, it's always going to be very, very difficult to try you can look at resumes and you can look at, uh, you can you can see what Pillars form has been over the years and and uh, who they played with and where they've played and what level they've scored goals at. But you have no guarantee that any player you bring in here is gonna bring knock up those points. So it's a difficult one to answer. It's a very, very difficult question to answer, but there's just no there's just no easy answer for it. Um as I wish I did know the answer because then I would certainly pass it on to Steve and Adam, but as <laughs> Davies already touched on, they are so a hell of a lot more qualified than what
0: I am. To look at any international players' uh, resume. Um, Patrick Walsh asked something that I believe we've covered, which is how do you all react to Saturday after Friday result, including the teddy toss decision? We've covered that. But the reason I say that is it was followed up with a tweet by one from at Roars93. Davey, I'll run this by you. He said he thought that the teddy bear toss was, in his opinion, a good move. We were 2 0 down with six minutes left. It was a break-in play, and if we score, we make it 2-1, then we lose momentum and have to clear the ice, giving the Steelers a chance to regroup. For a comment? I can see the logic
1: in the comment, yeah, but um, I'm not prepared to roll back on what I've already said about the teddy bear. <laughs> I understand, and I said German patient. And- well, I feel like Brooks, the Brooks here, I mean, if he made that decision that we're throwing him under the bus, he's good friend. him. I just don't like that decision on that night. And, you know, we're all allowed to disagree from time to time.
0: Um, what do you feel is, I'll stick with you David. this, and I'll get from both of you, uh, but Steph Anderson, uh, what do you think is the cause of this inconsistency this year? All teams have gotten better, but even on a night-to-night basis, we can be two very different Giants teams. Now, we've talked about that, but what do you feel is that level of inconsistency? What brings it? <laughs> Do you think asking me is going to get
1: an answer? An answer <laughs> That's the whole point of inconsistency. Nobody understands why on on any given night you can go from scoring none to scoring six to scoring none again against the same team three times in whatever it was eight or nine days. You know, um, what is the cause of the inconsistency? I, like honestly, mate, that's a really, really. Question to answer because I know it sounds she'd be able to throw something out, but Adam Keith will be pulling his hair out, so Steve Thornton, if he had any, you know, it's it's Simon's maybe better qualified to answer this because oh, he, don't be bringing me endless. <laughs> well, <I'm>, you, <laughs> you, you have to <laughs> have a quote <go> the <laughs> as well. Like, is, the point, is the point not, Simon, that nobody knows what causes
0: inconsistency? Because if the did there would be no thing. Well, I guess yeah, from that point, of, that point of view as well, as are being in the locker room and, the, and being one of the guys sat there, you know, knowing that night on night there seems to be something different, something changes, you know, what brings that, what, what sort of mentality is that? Well, I mean, the, the boys in the locker room, Davies touched
2: on it there and Adam Adam mentioned it, uh, uh, I can't remember who it was against, 5 was it? We could be 5-1 or 4-1. Um, you know, he, he said that there's guys out there who are paid to put the puck in the net and, and that's not happening. I mean, no. is it 13 or 14? Or is our league in goal? 13? Sorry, I had, I had my mic, mic muted. It says in, is it 13? Is, is it Curtis Allen? Or sorry, Curtis. Curtis Hamilton is either 13 or 14. can't remember. C- Curtis, had, I haven't updated since Saturday. But Curtis Hamilton Okay, so when you're looking at that and you're looking at the 22 games in the league, we've played six in the Challenge Cup. You've played three in the um, uh, CHL. No, you've yeah, you played six in the CHL. Mm. So, you know, that's – do the math. Six, six, 33 games, um, the, the leading goal scorer in our team has got 14 goals. So, you know, it, it's not being spread around enough. The defence, uh, I think that uh, the leading goal scorer is five from Pels. Um, you know, so he, it, we had more scoring from the back end last year at this stage. Josh Roach was on fire. Um, you know you had Darcy Murphy who you know scored a hat trick in the second game. You, um, you had Kyle Bond who'd already scored twelve goals, fourteen or fifteen games last year. There's there's no easy answer to that question. There's there's I suppose says that the the follow up
1: on that. You know Jordan Smotherton's the only point a game player on the team. Um, no, you, I, think, want, I think I think Bra- I think Brian Ward is now as well. Well, maybe as I say, I haven't updated from the weekend, Brian Ward. From 31 going into the weekend, so uh, I just as I say, it's 33 games now. So if he scored more than three points, yeah, I think he had pretty, a four point night on Friday, didn't he? So he's just sneaked over. So you've you've Wardy and you have Smotherman out of that. And the the big point you made there says, you know, you you two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight slots to come. The Pat Mullen as our top top scoring man You know, we're not getting that input in the the back end that we might be having years ago. Derek Walser, Spiro Galakos, um, Josh Roach, Robbie Sandrock. You know, years gone by, we've had that one guy that'll pop up and get you a point a game from the blue line. We'll transition and Shane Johnson, he'll he'll, he'll carry the puck. We haven't really had that this season. with a slightly different mm. decor and uh, without that. So I don't know if that answers the inconsistency question, but it answers questions around, you know, where, where the goals are coming from, where they've disappeared to some have gone to Cardiff, some have gone to Germany, some have gone to Austria. You know that's that's the that's the crux of the matter.
0: They will go and wrap it up with just a comment that comes from uh, from Stevie Belfast. Steve, he says, uh, "We're all guilty of during of during and post game tweeting. I hold my hands up." But I've seen the word "struggle" used. It's a bit strong for me. If Saturday wasn't a Teddy toss, and then the six, well, then the six two on Friday and Cardiff double head, header would be more noticeable. Uh, the indication there that maybe it's uh, the, the fact that everybody's frustrated after losses. Everybody's angry after losses. But uh, the, in the bigger picture, there's such a topsy turvy. Uh, season going on in the elite league that the Giants are still well in contention and maybe addressing some of the issues that we have at this moment in time will we'll, uh, we'll, will will iron us out going into the stretch over Christmas, which we all know can be a very difficult time with regards to the number of games that are coming thick and fast.
1: Look, absolutely, and we've talked and, and we said all the time the uh, the old Mike Babcock said again. That you don't right. get too high.
0: Too, high, too high, The highs don't get too low with those, do you?
1: Former, former, whatever he was, uh, Durham Wasp or something. was no, yeah, it was Warrior. Warrior, You know, and we have to remember that and take our medicine sometimes, and we're still Listen, well set.
2: We we have no divine right to win every single Correct. game. No divine right to win every single trophy. It is not going to happen. So, you know, we, we get, do you know what? We get spoiled last year. But we got absolutely spoiled last year. Picking up three trolls, picking up a league championship yeah. we got absolutely spoiled. So 60 seconds leg.
0: away from a Grand Slam. Absolutely, 60, seconds, 60 minutes away from a Grand Slam. A post, yeah. you know, the thickness of a post. Yep. Yeah,
1: And, and both I the key.
2: Think,
0: I think a Colin Shields slap
1: shot from the top of the circles. Yeah. Beat ben, beat ben Barnes, didn't beat the post. That goes in. That's maybe a different day. Darcy Murphy taking the injury in the final. But let's not go back to last year. As Simon has said there, you have to compete. And I think that's on on some nights when we can score five, six, seven, eight. We compete. Our compete level is so high.
0: And I think sometimes when we don't get the goals, our compete level maybe just isn't the same. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. Uh, Big thanks to everybody for getting in touch with the fan agenda. Keep them coming through the way at AVFTB on Twitter. Time for the result of November's Player of the Month award sponsored by Phonakab. Almost 600 of you voted in this month's poll and the winner with 71% of the vote is number 46 of your Belfast Giants, Bobby Farnham. A dominant victory for Bobby Farnham and he chatted soon after being awarded the trophy with Joel Neil.
4: after the game by even from the Bridge Player of the Month, Bobby Farnham. Uh, Farns, first of all, in terms of a game, I don't know that it can get more complete than that. Fantastic night out
6: there. How did it feel? Yeah, it felt good. I thought it was a complete effort from start to finish. Um, guys really bought in tonight, and it was a good result for us. Uh, everyone seemed ready just to finish their checks, to
4: press high, go into the net shooting. What, what is it? Was it was it in the bellies from the morning time? Did you
6: come in just with that in your mind today? I think so. I think it, uh, it starts with the game against them last time, and then I think it starts with... Also, the last game we played here um, was kind of in the back of our mind, so we wanted to go out and put our best foot forward, and we did that tonight. Obviously, after a big win
4: then, you were presented with the most prestigious prize in hockey, the View from the Bridge Player of the Month. (laughs) Uh, You won that by a landslide, and what's your reaction to clinching that award?
6: That's awesome. Obviously, that's fan voted, um, so that means a lot to me, um, that the fans and everyone appreciate the way I play, and just try to keep that going on next month, too. Great job, Bobby. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it, guys.
0: Congratulations to Bobby Farnham. Um, Says you weren't with us here last week when we spoke about this, but uh, with a 71% victory in the poll, I think the most dominant win of any Player of the Month poll that we've held. And it's not surprising considering the November that uh, Bobby Farnham's had and the season so far. Yeah,
2: I mean, look, he was absolutely outstanding. And, he, you know, he, he started off last Friday. He was, he was incredible last Friday night. I mean, And if you see, if you see there's a, there's actually a hit that he just doesn't make contact with. I think it was Brocklehurst in the first two or three minutes on Saturday night. See if, see if he hits right behind the net off uh, Duba. See if he hits Brocklehurst with that hit. If go back and look at it um, on the hub, go, see if he hits him with that hit. He's landing in the car park. Hmm. He's going through the barrier. He's going through the glass, right through anybody. It was an unbelievable effort. I mean it was I mean he, his shoulder was down, he more or less sort of curled it. His back would have hit Brocklehurst and he would have been absolutely out of it. But well deserved. Um I voted for Hookie to be honest. Um I thought Hooky's been outstanding. Um and uh you know, he, he picked up a couple of goals in November as well. I thought he's been really, really good. But uh Bobby, congratulations to him. He thoroughly deserved it. And uh, you know, again, Hopefully he can push on and, and, and lift the boys because when when players are playing like that, you know it's it's just it's inspiring. Ice. I used to love guys running people and taking them out by the roots, and and <laughs> uh, most of the time it was me. But um, you know I th- I think that's a massive, massive part of our game.
0: David,
1: well deserved. Um, when Bobby Farnham brings that A game, as he did on the very first night of the season against. As he did on Friday night against the Sheffield Steelers, as he did a couple of times in Glasgow, we are a we are a force to be reckoned with. We he's that sort of catalyst that gets other people throwing the body about, and you know, he was the one guy that coming in. People were were critical, saying you know he's a bit. he's he's got himself almost into double figures and goals. He's you know something similar in assists. And this guy wasn't brought in to score goals. He was brought in to be the sandpaper. And he's proven that there's more than one way to skin a cat. You don't have to be punching people all the time. That heavy, heavy forecheck that you talked about earlier on is is the Bobby Farm Blue Collar kind of hockey that we want to see. Where you know everybody likes to see a little bit of fisticuffs every now and again. It gets people onto their feet, it gets them onto the edges. But what Bobby Farm does is bring energy. He brings it from the locker room onto the ice. He engages the crowd. He engages his teammates and. You know, the uh, Player of the Month award was richly deserved. Congratulations
0: to him. Absolutely. Congratulations to Bobby Farnham, November's Player of the Month. And a big thanks to Phonocab for once again sponsoring the, the, the biggest award in uh, in UK hockey. Um. Let's have a quick look ahead to this week. Uh, it's going to be a busy period forthcoming, and we start on Wednesday night with that first leg of the Challenge Cup quarter final against the Cardiff Devils at the SSE Arena. It's a night off for uh, Mr Simon Kitchen as Free Sports are in the building. Aaron Murphy and Paul Eady. Covering this probably with Chris Ellis at uh, at ringside. Um, seven thirty p.m. on Wednesday, and we go to Dundee on Friday in the league for well, I don't know how many times we have to play Dundee, but this is another one. Seven thirty p.m. on Friday night to get that in the Stars webcast before we come back to the SSE Arena on Sunday at five p.m. to take on the Glasgow Clan. You get tickets for that or Giants TV. Um, overall, gentlemen, I'll start with you, Simon. It's going to be an interesting week or 10 days as you've said yourself for the Belfast Giants given the number of games we've got and it all starts on Wednesday with the first leg of that challenge cup against the Cardiff Devils yeah it's going to be a tough game um, the Devils are on some good uh, you know, they've
2: started to score a few goals six again on on uh, Saturday Sunday, Sunday night sorry against Fife so it's going to be a tough tough game we need to bring our a right game um, hopefully uh, you know Lakers should be okay Um Hopefully, Rayner's okay, and then Adam's got a decision to make with regards to who he leaves out. But you know, it's it's a big, big game. It's got uh, we need to. You know, we we talked about the weekend there with Sheffield. Uh, when we play well, we are a really good team. Um, two nights in a row it seems to be a bit of a challenge for us at the minute. Um, but you know, we we always sort of turn up for one and not the other. Yeah, we've won a couple of point weekends during the. Uh, during the season so far, but with the opportunity here now to maybe take a little bit of a an eye off the league, concentrate on a trophy, that if you technically win um, five more games, you're you're champions. So, you know, if we can do that and we can get out there and and want of a, a better phrase and Big Need Russell, saying you know, I'll put best foot forward and and uh, get going, hopefully we can get off to a good start
0: uh, and we'll see where it takes us. Davy, I know you don't. As I say every week, you don't like this part of the show. But the uh, Dundee for the hundredth time, Glasgow as well at home, and Cardiff are are three tough opponents for the next week.
1: Yeah. Well, first up, Cardiff. You you want to it's one half of a one hundred and twenty minute plus game. You know, for like uh, you want to you want to win over the course of those two games to to progress. It, it's crucial that you. I really believe that old cliche that you you can't win the game in the first leg, but you can lose it. Um, So you have to be sort of careful in what what way you approach that. I think you have to approach a six-period game. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how we approach that after doing well against them in Cardiff and obviously then what will be seven or eight days, nine days from now. Um, Dundee we will. We spoke about in the podcast last week, we will want to even that series up now and, and go on, hopefully, and, and win that series over the rest of the course of the season. Um, a difficult team. We know exactly difficult in their barn, but we went a couple of weeks ago there, did a real number on them after uh, our good friend the show, passed saying he didn't believe it was going to be a difficult game. So, hopefully more of the same there. Clan, up and down. A bit like ourselves. One week you think they're, they're finally going to break that hoodoo and they're going team that could could go on to something they've made a, a roster change obviously as well exactly Gerald ended up playing for them a couple of weeks ago so you know they've brought a, a new body in there too and they'll be looking to kick on so SSE Odyssey Arena at home on Sunday I think it's really crucial and then that'll set us up on a podcast probably before next Wednesday night we will go back to Cardiff but a lot of hockey to play over the next sort of Two
0: weeks yep that starts on free sports live and exclusive on free sports on wednesday night seven thirty p m face off at home to the Cardiff Devils. Get yourself down to the arena, get tickets for that. It's going to be, and uh, considering the games that we had against Cardiff, uh, over in Cardiff, uh, hopefully this will be an absolutely fantastic game. Uh, then we're away to Dundee, 7.30pm on Friday, and then back home against the Glasgow Clan on Sunday, 5pm. So tickets for that and more. fourth yes. 4pm four. Four, four four. sorry, 4pm, don't know why I've written 5, you're absolutely right, it's 4pm on Sunday, Uh, give yourself tickets to that and don't be an hour late because I've told you it's 5 o'clock Um, or you can also follow with Mr Kitchen he will be back behind the mic and he'll be who's joining you this week mate do you know? Whoever's available well, no you uh, Well
2: yeah, sort of again, uh, with everybody with you having to leave a healthy to do comms with me because they're obviously disappointed with not being selected but if there's a guy who's injured, there's no problem asking him. So we'll wait and see how it is. And hopefully, hopefully I do have a decision we have to, to try and uh, scrounge off somebody to come and join me. So I'd rather have, uh, have to beg somebody to come and, and sit and listen to me for two and a half hours than, than have one
0: of the guys uh, not available. I did like your opening on on, uh, on Friday with Matt Pellish next to you saying, you know, I'm not in any way delighted that he's here to join us. <laughs> you don't want them up there. You want them on the ice. So, uh, yeah. But, yep, Sunday, 4 p.m. If you can't get down to the game, Giants TV, of course. Any other business, boys? And I'm going to start with, uh, with a bit an announcement on the SNL Giants. Um, their first win, congratulations to them. An 11 3 victory over Kilmarnock with Stephen Allen getting the man of the match. And then they travelled to Murrayfield to take on former Belfast Giants coach Tony Hans, Murrayfield Racers. It was an 8 3 loss for them there, Randick, getting the man of the match performance for the, Belf- for the SNL Giants. But says, you know, you, you know more than most. That first win for them is massive.
2: Yeah, it's it's great to see them getting the uh, win there because like nobody likes traveling the whole way over to the- and getting beat every weekend. Believe you me, it's uh, it's it's annoying. It's it's just you know it, I've done it for for you know the first few years that I traveled over. It was we didn't win every game. Like we hardly won any games for God's sake. So uh, you know, great great to see them um, getting the win and, and hopefully they could push on from here.
1: Says I saw also I think when I used dropping the gloves. And uh, I think you need to take him aside and, and give him some of your old techniques. I i laughed my
2: bits off at would you you actually like the tweet of or- your man's tweet that he says it looks like
0: his controller this it's just like sort of you know hit the button to start a fight and then oh, nothing. It was, I'm pretty sure, it was Peter
2: McCarter. Um, yeah, it was, and uh. Uh, honestly, he, he does need taking aside. I mean, Peter's a big lad, like you know. But genuinely, when he does look like, as if they're playing PS4, and all of a sudden it, it starts buffering, but um, he's he starting to get fed as that, isn't it? I'm sure the boys ripped the, <laughs> on the way home. Uh, so it's, it's, a way Kil- it's a long way from it's a long way from to Stranraer. You a two and a half hour. <laughs> um, and the big thing about it was, I'm sure he'll get ripped when he that. Maybe I think they practice on a Tuesday night, so. They'll take they'll take the nick out of him tomorrow night for sure. But uh, well, especially now it's on video forever. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll maybe download them. I've Got him on Facebook. I'll send him a wee message here just in case he hasn't got it because I don't think he's on Twitter. That's hilarious.
1: But it's it's great that uh, the, the they've got the the monkey off back there and got away. You love to see it, as Big Joe would say. Anything else, boys? The only uh, thing I have, on unless on one's that.
2: Go ahead, man. Work Away.
1: We Blakey's back in the hospital again. And, you know, I think he's he's been in and out for a while now, and sort of, you know, our hopes, our our thoughts, and our prayers are always with all these kids that uh, mm. have problems that we're fortunate enough to come into contact with through the Giants, and and obviously, you know, there, there's some a little more high profile that have their their big Twitter followings, and the, they get little videos and stuff from from around the league, and the head off the far climbs to see the sport they love but uh, to see we Blakey back in the hospital line are not too well You know, we're all dads here and uh, we hate to see any kids not well You know, I'm sure that the McGaggy family there are, are feeling pretty low at the minute, especially with Santa coming so if you're listening Blakey and um, I know Dylan will be listening you you get up and see your mate there and wish him all our very best, give him a hug and a wee squeeze from us and uh, we hope he's home in time for, for Santa coming out but if he's not, I'm sure that the the staff in the hospital there will make sure he has an absolutely. He's, he's in the best place that he can be at the minute um, much maligned as our NHS is, those those nurses and those doctors do an absolutely incredible job hear, hear. and I'm sure Christina and would, we, would say that themselves the current tension that Blake has when he's in the hospital is absolutely second to none and you know I'm sure he'll be keeping them on their toes as well and if he can't get to the, the arena then we'll have to take the arena to him and Diamond Kitchen and and Belfast Giants TV and uh, you know hopefully you can hear one more of these buddy. Yes, that's right right get well soon, <laughs>
2: uh, I, see, I seen him. I was talking to him on and uh, and he was on the ice in the wheelchair on Saturday. Hopefully, we man's okay. It's never nice to see him going sick. I'm like, yeah, that's not just for for Blake It's just Do you know what? There's a lot of kids sick at the minute, but that's bloody bug or which what's going around uh, Northern Ireland it's horrendous with Jazz she's been poorly for a couple of weeks now and, and still not feeling 100% but uh you know, hopefully they can all get up and, and uh, ready for the big man coming down the a sack
0: absolutely Uh Christmas is coming uh, anything else boys just one thing and, and somebody can uh, I'm not a prolific
1: tweeter as you know but this EIHL warbot that has started lately. What is that all yeah, about? don't know, but David Rutherford has killed AVFTB. David
3: Aye, Rutherford
0: needs to, need to remember, we made David Rutherford. <laughs> How, who is David Rutherford? And he was the first winner of the View from the Bridge Player of the Month Award sponsored by FaunaCab. We I made Flaunicab. him who he is. He was a nobody <laughs>
1: All he was, they got that AVFTB. Drink, Jim Vandermeer's brother
2: or something. He was none, and now he's killing us. No, he's not. Let me tell you something. There's no chance he could take on us, none whatsoever. I'd even bet you for you against him, Debbie. There's nothing to you. You've seen, you've seen my game face. Says, "Aye, I know I have grey hair and everything." You just know. high, hand wide tackles. I showed Jasmine um, putting that tackle on your mom the other night. just says, "That look where the ball is." Oh, <laughs> anyway. and I says, "I know love." I says, "It's a foot." Davey won the ball. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. And Dave, as
0: we found as we found out last week, says Davy's putting a bit of chunk on, so you know he's he's putting a bit of momentum behind in that, you know? Yeah. Uh, well sure. If you need a couple of jackets, maybe a bit Uh, Yes, it sounds like from the EIHL war bots or whatever that that we've been killed by David Rutherford Um, and uh, there's been a bit of thing to revive uh, a view from the bridge, but uh, we'll see Hang on, we're we're still here Where's David Rutherford? You're absolutely right, where is David Rutherford? Anyway, um, I think we'll wrap it up on that, shall we boys? Fair enough (laughs) Show a bit of enthusiasm says, come on The uh, uh, big thanks to um, who Who do we have we had Adam Keefe and Bobby Farnham and whoever it is Mr Kitchen's going to be interviewing at training when he goes there tomorrow morning Tuesday morning um, the Belfast Giants games Cardiff at home on Wednesday night get yourself down there and if you can't it's live and exclusive on Free Sports uh, Friday Dundee away, stars webcast, uh, where they'll do their normal commentary with social media add-ons. And uh, I'm on a real downer with other webcasts, not our own, other webcasts. Um, And back on Sunday against the Glasgow clan at 4pm. Get tickets to that game or join Mr Kitchen on the wonderful Belfast Giants. TV, Uh, wherever you are you get in touch with us at AVF TV on Twitter, Facebook uh, SoundCloud.com, KingdomOfTheGiants.com or send us an email podcast at KingdomOfTheGiants.com Mr. McGimsey and Mr. Kitchen I wish you very well for the week See ya Thank you very much gentlemen And wherever you are this weekend or this week we hope you enjoy your hockey and we'll get you here next time on A View from The Bridge